As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Well, hey, Anna, so happy to have you on the show today. Welcome, welcome. I'm excited to dive into what I know is going to be an incredible conversation about all things social media, visibility. We might even talk about overcoming some sales objections. We know those are super pesky. So super happy to have you with us today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. We're going to have a fun conversation. So (laughs) I know um, you told me a little bit about your story when we originally first connected. I I, I think your story, even from the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, is so interesting Mm. because I know that one of the things you teach is storytelling and incorporating storytelling into social media, into content that converts into the sales. And I imagine that you probably incorporate your story quite a bit. So I'd love for you to kind of give us a little bit of your background how you, why are you the way that you are today? How did you even get started in entrepreneurship? And uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, I love that. And yes, you're so right. Storytelling is so powerful. Um, so my story begins, you know, when I was 15 years old, um, my parents actually got a divorce at that time. And it was very hard. You know, I had like my little brother I had to take care of. Um, I had to take on more responsibilities, get two part-time jobs. I was going to school full-time. I wanted to help my mom with her bills, with the mortgage, whatever she needed, because I felt like there was this huge void. And I felt like this responsibility to step up and help any way I could. Um, but that also forced me to grow up very quickly. You know, I, I matured very quickly. Like my friends were going out and having fun and I was here like working my ass off Yeah. Uh, every weekend. And I just realized, you know, that yes, you can have a job. Um, you can have, you know, and just enough to pay your bills and survive. But is that really the way you want to live your life? You know, and that really stuck in my head. And I was like, I made myself a promise that I would find a better way, a way where I would live off of my passion, do something I love and get paid very well to do it and have an overflow and abundance of money and never have to worry about it again without sacrificing my health, burning out, stressing out, being overwhelmed all the time. Like that's just not a way to live. So I went on, I graduated college. Um, I did an internship in a digital marketing agency. And this is where I learned everything about social media, content, copywriting, video, uh, photo editing, uh, client work. And I really love the environment. And I said, you know what? Why not start my own agency? Because I knew a lot of people who had businesses already Um, so I was like, why not pitch myself, pitch my services and get a few clients in and go from there. And that's exactly what I did for about a year when I realized, you know, yes, the social media thing is, is great, but it's really repetitive. You know, after a while you feel like a robot, like doing all the same things over and over again. And then I realized I could simply delegate that 
and take more of a coaching role because that's what I found that really I was passionate about was seeing my clients get the results and, and ask questions and, and dig deep and uncover, you know, challenges or what's going on. And that's really what I was passionate about. So one day I was like, you know what, let me Google how I can help people on a deeper, meaningful way. And then a coaching school pop up. It was like a six month uh, health and life certification. And this is where, like, this was my first big investment. It was really scary, but I did it anyways, because I felt the pull and I always follow my desires, even when it's scary, because I know that's the next right step for me. And this is where I learned about the transformational coaching method. And what I did is I took all my previous experience as an agency owner, as a communications major, you know, I, I've learned so much with that. And I went from the health niche to the purpose niche. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just going to own it. <laughs> I'm a business owner and I want to teach business. I want to help women grow their business and get the freedom that they're looking for. And that's when it clicked. I was like, this is it. Like that's the promise that I made to myself all these years ago. I found it. I found a way. And it was just like this epic uh, light bulb moment. Um, and yeah, I've been doing this since, well, I, I went full time June, 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. It was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear, but you know, as soon as I got that first client, I was like, if I can get one client, I can get a second one, a third one. And it just went from there. And then three months later, I had my first 10K month and it just went from there. And I feel like it just exploded, like so much momentum, so much energy and my podcast as well. I, I launched a podcast. It's been amazing. And yeah, I really love what I do. I'm so passionate about helping women create that freedom, get more clients and a way that feels good that they're not overwhelmed and stressed out and burned out because we're not creating a second job for ourselves, right? Yeah. We created our business for that freedom and to create a schedule the way we want it to create it. And yeah, anything is possible. And that's really my motto for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that story. Uh, it really shines a, a lot yeah. of light on you know, the yeah. traits and characteristics that you've built yeah. over time, even from a really young age that are so necessary in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. like resiliency and perseverance and sometimes grit. And mm -hmm. we're going to get knocked down yes. more than a time or two as entrepreneurs. So, you know, on our show, we have all sorts of listeners. So we have listeners that are not yet at 10K. We have listeners that are making multiple six figures. We have listeners that are already making seven figures and kind of everything between. Mm -hmm. I would love for you to share. I really, I love hearing, you know, not everybody gets to 10K a month as fast mm -hmm. as you did. Right? Like we all know that that is pretty yeah. doggone rare that you mm -hmm. can go from kind mm -hmm. of pivoting and, and shifting and just sort of like meandering around trying to find your way. And am I this kind of coach? Am I this kind of coach? Yeah. And that is, I think every single one of us, myself included in those earlier months and years, yes. we all, all of us <laughs> yeah. go through that process. Now it's really cool to hear like when it all just clicks it can happen really fast. So you went from, you know, kind of trying to figure it out to, mm -hmm. to 10 K in three months. If you could look back on that time, mm -hmm. mind you, this was in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. What were like the top three or four keys or actions or mm -hmm. 
beliefs that like, what got, like, what were the things that got you there? And you just put your head down and you did this for all of our listeners who want to get there. What did you do? What were the keys to that? So I got my certification November, 2019. I hired my first coach. It took me. So I, I really went all in on January with that coach. Right. I still have my, my contracts, my nine to five, but I've worked all the way to June because during that six month period, give or take, nothing was happening or I didn't see what was happening. Right. (laughs) Nothing tangible was showing up yet. Yes. Yes. Nothing tangible. (laughs) But the key was I was learning. I was growing. I was showing up. I was doing the thing. I was creating content. I was having conversations. So even if nothing tangible was happening, I was still creating all this momentum. Mm -hmm. And that's the key. When you don't see the evidence is about doing the thing that you said you were going to do because you're committed (laughs) and showing up no matter what, because you know that there's at least one person out there that if they see your content that day, it's going to change their day or or the course of their day or their month even. So that's always like the, the thing that was in the back of my mind. It's like, People need to hear this. If I share this, it's going to help someone, even if it's a small shift, a small perspective in their mindset. Like, I just wanted to give value, be valuable, and be someone that, you know, was a leader and and that walked the talk, right? Mm -hmm. So that was really important for me. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I got discouraged sometimes. I was like, damn, is this even working? This is like harder than I thought. And then my coach always brought me back to like, why I started this? Why is this important? What's one step I can take today that can get me closer? And then when I um, talked to that first client and I explained to her what I did, how I could help her. And I think the other thing is detaching yourself from the outcome, because if you're so attached to it, so attached, like, oh my gosh, I need that client right now. People feel that energy as well. So I had to detach myself, tell her what I had to offer, um, share with her my testimonials, like, cause I, I, I did some pro bono, like I coached for free. Like I did everything right. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I built that, that social proof and she saw my Instagrams. She saw that I was serious. I was like showing up, posting every day and she decided to, to sign up. So that was like a libel moment as well. And I feel like it gave me so much confirmation, not that it's like what I needed, but like it it gives you that boost, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It builds your confidence. Yeah, exactly. So this is really where I got all this energy, all this momentum. And I kept putting in the word, taking the actions. And then I talked to more people. Um, And yeah, I enrolled, I think it was five or six one-on-one clients after that. And that's how I got a 10K month. But yeah, it's been a wild, wild journey in that beginning, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know what they say? Um, Most of the time, a business is about 90 days behind you, which is what you're experiencing. You know, you were doing all this work, doing this work, doing all the right things for three, four, five, six months, not really seeing anything pop yet. Mm-hmm. And it's because the business just hadn't quite caught up to you. And it's like that 
no matter how far into your business that you are, no matter how many years of experience you have, no matter how much money you're making, Mm -hmm. we're all growing ourselves and our businesses. And I think that's just so important to remember that the evidence in the business is typically going to be about 90 days behind your efforts. Mm -hmm. And it's also going to be, you know, I'd love to hear you talk about this a little bit. We can get into some of the mindset things. Mm -hmm. Because I know that that's something that you also work with people on mindset really plays a role in every single thing that we're doing in a business, even down to the copy that we're writing Mm -hmm. in our content. How do you manage your mind Mm. when you're not seeing the evidence as fast as you would like to see it? That's such a great question. I think the key here is to celebrate the small wins. Because if we're just focused on the big shiny win and we forget all the progress we made <laughs> all this time, then it's like, you know, we get discouraged. So what can you celebrate today? What's one win? Like it can be so something so small, uh, but significant because everything you do is a stepping stone to the next milestone. So it all adds up. It's all like a compounding effect thing. So if you can be first grateful for what you do have, celebrate all the small wins, be in the now and not be so anxious about the future and what will happen in the future or worried about what might not happen in the future. That's how you rub your happiness, right? We only have this moment right now and what we make of it, you know, and how we perceive it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So good. So good. Um, Okay. I want to, I would love to hear your take on mm-hmm. how the, the marketing and the sales and the content creation game has changed in the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. I'll set this up a little bit more. So mm-hmm. one of the things that, you know, you work for a, mar- a digital marketing agency pre-2020. So you have a lot of experience pre-pandemic about what was working really well in the online space. And I freaking love that you have, that you're bringing that to this conversation. (laughs) Then we have what happened the last two years and psychology of people changed. You know, we changed a little bit socially. Mm -hmm. Um, What was working online, it has shifted. So many more people Mm -hmm. who were not business owners before, just like yourself, came online in the middle of the pandemic. And now there's a whole lot more people in every category, health, relationships, and business. And it got really, really noisy, really, really fast. Now I would say from my experience, 2020 was actually one of our best years. Yeah. And I think what a lot of us did is we just really stepped it up as leaders and we led and we just went like full throttle. 2021 Heading into even now in 2022, from my perspective and a lot of behind the scenes conversations I have with colleagues, making six and seven figures, things are not working, Mm -hmm. not working. I wouldn't say not working. They're not working the way we were used to it working even two years ago, even a year ago. And Mm -hmm. it's not like, I mean, I think some people are, there's a little bit of freak out, but there's just sort of like, oh my God. What I did for like three years, it's not working the same way anymore. And I'll give an example just to set the stage for everybody. And if you're listening to this, you know, maybe think of some things that you've noticed are not working the same way. 
one of the things that I've noticed um, is when people are launching Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what style or format they're following, they launch Uh, a webinar, a three-day launch, a five-day challenge, a seven-day something, a nine-day something, you know, the live launch, there's all these types of ways of launching. And what we're really seeing is such a small percentage of people are actually showing up to the launch. So they're signing up. They're not showing up. Then we're seeing like very few people get on sales calls from that. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing like numbers just really dip. Mm -hmm. But, and, but people are doing the same thing they were doing before. And that's just one example, right? Like that's just one example of a lot of examples. So I would love to hear your perspective on what worked in 2019, 2018, like when you were with the digital agency, marketing agency, it doesn't work the same way it works today because of what society and all of us, me and you included, have gone through in the last few years. So what type of perspective and new approach do people really need to start taking with their audience and their content and how they're building relationships with people? How has that shifted and where, where do we really need to be focusing our time effort and attention. Okay. So I have so much to say. About Yay. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I figured you'd have a lot to say about this. I think, I truly think and believe what happened is most people got burned by other coaches, other mentors. That's the first thing I believe happened. Because okay. Well, I, well, let's talk about that. So yeah. it's, that's not new though. I'm mm-hmm. agree. I a hundred percent. I'm it's, not saying it. I it's not new, agree but more you. people are vocal about it. Ah, okay. So that's a shift. <laughs> yeah. That's a shift. It's not new. It's been happening since the beginning, mm-hmm. but it's way people are, people got brave mm-hmm. and started talking about it. Started actually like publicly yes. talking about certain people. Okay. I got you. I'm following you yes. there. <laughs> yes. People are brave, are talking about it. People are tired of the launch where it's all fluff, right? There's no substance. There's no real value. And the only thing people are doing is selling, (laughs) right? And the other thing I see too is a lot of people who start in this business, they start because they think they're going to get quick wins, instant gratifications. They're not in it for the long term. So it's really about first overcoming that objections of why is this program, this offer, is different from any other thing you've done before, why we care about you as a human, why we care about you and your results. You know, it's like, we're going to do anything possible to help you get there as long as you put in the work, obviously. Right. Because people just want to be reassured that their hard earned money will be well invested because me, myself included, I've been burned before. It's not a good feeling. And I'm way more aware and I make way more research before investing now. You know. Yeah. So I think that's another thing too. I believe that we have to be so much more conscious of how people are now making their buying decisions. And they're not like before, and this is interesting because I know that you also work with people on sales. I don't, I don't, I don't know that the way people buy has changed. I mean, we still buy emotionally. We justify logically. So like just the hard wiring of our brains, like that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. But to your point, especially in this industry, and I'm sure other industries, I'm sure in like every every service-based industry, people are becoming so much more discerning Mm -hmm. of their decision. They're taking longer to make their decision. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to be 
very mindful about pushing people too hard. You've got to, and you almost kind of have to intuitively know who you can kind of push a little bit more than others. You sort of need to just follow up and follow up and follow up. Um, I think you're right about that. I think we're all doing, we're spending a lot more time researching Mm-hmm. and watching before we're making that decision. I think you're exactly right. Yes, exactly. I guarantee you there are people right now watching your every move, watching everything you post, all the things silently because they're taking notes, you know, like they're, they're gathering their information. And like I said, at the beginning, you're not seeing it right now, <laughs> you know, yeah, but it's going to happen. They're going to come forth when they feel they're ready for it. Yeah, like they feel like okay, now's the right time for me to reach out to to Anna, to Megan, and like to 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 do this to get more information and sign up. Yeah. So this is the other thing, though. There's ways for you to create content that's so powerful that shows your people here's why I'm the best at what I do. Here's who I helped. Here's the kind of results they got. Here's how long it took them. Here's where they were in their business before. Because that's the other thing. All the big wins you see online, like that's, I heard that the hard way. (laughs) Most people have been building their brands for years, right? They're they're already been successful. That's why they have 50, 100, 200 K months, you know, like it makes sense. But when you, you see it online, like a quick post, oh, that's amazing. And you think it could happen as fast for you. Obviously anything's possible. It could happen, but majorly speaking, like you don't see the, the background. You don't see like what's happening in the, in the behind the scenes. So it, it can be very, very tricky. You got to, you know, do your research and talk to more people. Yeah, sure. it can be. So I love what you're just saying about uh, the type of content that we yeah. really need to be creating. And I know yeah. this is like in your wheelhouse. I'm going to just like switch the question around a little yeah. bit. So, and because you also work with mindset and intuition, like this is just so perfect you know, a lot of us, myself included, mm-hmm. and I've gotten better about this over the years, but I really had to practice it over a really long period of time. And that is a lot of entrepreneurs, when we are creating content at the marketing and sales level, mm-hmm. we're creating it from our pers- of like what we think um, people want to hear. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like also this flip that has to happen where we are so in touch and in tune with well, what does my ideal client want to hear? Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear that from your perspective. Like what, what should we be talking about? How should we be creating content so that we're not creating it in our own little vacuum, mm-hmm. but we are coming from this angle of not being overly marketing-ish and overly salesy. But again, I think that where, where people really have to be studying now because things have changed, because people are taking so much longer to make their decisions, because they're watching and they're reading and they're letting it all sort just sort of build up before they make their decision. We need to know what does that person want to read? What do they want to hear? What do they want to see? How do they want to feel? So from the buyer's perspective or the potential buyer's perspective, what are they looking for? What, like, what are they looking for so that we can do a better job with our content? Okay. This is so good. (laughs) I really love your question. I love this. I think we're having such a fabulous conversation. This is so good. (laughs) So there's two things to this. The first thing is go to the source. Ask them. Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you. I, I think I told three clients this yesterday. Yeah. Three clients and yeah. all at different stages of business as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of like this, not that they're saying I give up, but there is almost like this, I'm just going to throw my hands up in the air attitude, or I'm just, I'm not in front of the right people. I've made like a slight shift and I'm that my audience isn't. And I'm like, wait a minute. I, I know that we're working together on this, but I can't tell you exactly what you should be saying or what your offer should be. I can support you with that, but we can do a whole lot better work together by you going and talking to people and recording that information written or like hit record. Um, I'll tell you, Anna, I, um, we're just getting to know each other, but one of the things I did, I've had two businesses and in between, I worked for a mentor of mine, like left my business work full time. And I was the program director and ran all the big group coaching programs. Mm -hmm. Our group, we were making like two and a half million dollars on a launch, 300 people in a program. And, um, one of the things that we did, she was making about like 6 million a year. I think when I was there, we were still doing market research. Mm-hmm. We were still talking to our existing paying clients to find out why did you buy? Why are you here? Why are you staying? And anytime we were creating a new offer, mm-hmm. we would do that first. We would talk to people. And I think that's so important for everybody here to listen to, whether you're just getting started or you already make hundred K or you're at 500 K a year, or you're at a million plus, if things are not working the way they used to, or you are coming out with new offers. Your number one thing you go do is what Anna just said, and it's go talk to the source. You're never too good. You're never too far along. You're never too advanced. Mm-hmm. That's your go-to. That's the smartest thing. That is the smartest thing anybody could be doing. Yes. Be brave enough to ask powerful questions. Yeah. You know, that's the first thing. The second thing is, I don't believe it's about telling them what they want to hear but more about sharing from experience. It's more about like showing, I have this experience, this is what happened. And like, this could happen for you too. Instead of like telling them, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. Like people don't like to be told what to do. Uh, So it's more about sharing from experience about rather than like telling them, like you gotta do this, you gotta do that. And like, you know, so like the, the intention and the energy is different. And that's the other part. It's, it's like, what's my goal with this piece of content, right? What do I want the person reading this to feel? So it's more about, you know, showing your leadership, showing what you've been through, showing like the turning points in your life, what you've learned, the perspective shifts. Like there's so many ways to, to, to communicate this, but it's really more about, you know, what you've lived, like nobody can take that away from you. It's your, it's your experience. And I feel like people get way more value when we speak from experience than when we tell people what to do. Uh, got it. Sense. Yeah. It's like the difference between the telling yeah. is very, the telling is very teacher-like. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm the teacher. I'm at the front of the room. I'm at the chalkboard. I I used to be a teacher. I was a teacher in my twenties. So I really get that because that's where I've really had to finesse Mm -hmm. because I teaching is one of my greatest skill sets Mm -hmm. and you, you like to rely on your greatest skill set and one of your greatest gifts. And mine is teaching and my content can come across very teacher-like and very telling Mm -hmm. if I don't sit down and walk through the questions that you're 
posing to us right now. And then, then I guess the other would be more like, would that be more like a sage or a guide? Or like, if I'm doing more storytelling and sharing from experience, is that more of like a guide versus the teacher? Sort of? Yeah, sort of, sort, sort of. of. Yeah. Because what we want to do is we want them to come to their own conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's way more powerful if in their brain, they're already coming to their own conclusion of why doing this move or investing in this offer, why it will change my my trajectory and give me the results I'm looking for. Like when it comes from them, their own agency, their own person, it's way more powerful than telling them you got to do this. If you don't do this, you're going to die. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. um, So it's really inspiring that, that change, making them move on their own desires, you know, it's empowering them. Got it. Um, something else that you hear a lot in the marketing world, marketing and content creation is, Mm -hmm. and people like talk about this in two different ways. So I'm super interested in your take on this. And that is the difference between creating content and marketing messages from the place of like talking heavily about the problem, Mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of people, you know, okay, well, here's, you know, all of us know this example, people are going to buy a painkiller, not a vitamin, Mm -hmm. but you've got to talk about the problem and you have to talk about the pain. Okay. We got that. Mm -hmm. I think people are pretty good at that. Then you hear a lot out there about don't talk about the problem and the pain because you're going to attract just people who are on the struggle bus. Mm -hmm. You need to just talk about the aspirational side. Cause if you talk about the aspirational you can sell premium prices. You're going to attract this higher level client, yada. What is the balance between identifying and talking about what the problem is mm-hmm. versus talking about having that more aspirational message? Can you just do one, not the other? Does there need to be an yeah. integration of both? I think it's a mix. I think it's definitely a balance of both because if you're only focusing on the pain points, then it's just, it just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a healthy balance of both. And you gotta, I think, I I honestly think that talking about the struggles is as important as talking about the end results, because sometimes people are are still too comfortable where they're at and they don't want to (laughs) move, you know? So if you remind them, you know, what they're missing and and how it's affecting them to not move and, and say where they're at. And what they're missing out on, if they if they would move and take that action, it, it also helps put things in perspective for them. Um, so I truly believe that a mix and healthy balance of both of these content is essential. And there's also a way to do it that's heart-centered, right? We're not here to like press on those pain points and make them cry themselves yeah. to sleep. Like we're just here to like lovingly nudge them and be like, hey, I know you feel this way. I know this this happened to you. It happened to me too. And here's how I was feeling. I get it. Like it just shows that you're relatable, that you get it, that you understand them. Because people sometimes they've never been understood. They've never been seen or, or felt. And it's it's showing them that you get it and that you're heart-centered and that you truly just want to help them mm-hmm. get to where they want to go. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? <laughs> yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, well, how do we know that? Well, number one, through our own experience. And number two, what you said a few minutes ago, it's going to the source and it's asking them and it's talking, mm-hmm. to, it's talking to them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. How much, I mean, I, you know, this would, this would be interesting to hear how you develop content. You know, sometimes I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because, you know, I'm selling these offers. I'm an expert in this category. I should just be able to sit down at the snap of a finger and be able to pump out the most epic content all the time. I actually hear this a lot. People don't say it that way, but they'll, they'll get very frustrated and down on themselves that when they sit down to create content, they can't come up with anything. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had a client that I worked with for about a year. I no longer work with her, but she was kind of shifting who she was focusing on and her offers partway through working together. And she was helping people with messaging. Mm-hmm. And we were on a coaching call and one of the clients in the group was struggling with this very thing. And I was like, you do know that like trained copywriters and people who are in the category of helping with their messaging, they're not sitting down every single day. And at the drop of a hat, just coming up with the most epic content in five minutes. And so I asked my client, I was like, Hey, you do this for a living and you're literally selling coaching packages on messaging. How long are you spending on one piece of epic content that is pulling people in? And it's actually causing people to reach out to you in the DMS and they're becoming a client. She goes for my absolute best posts. I'll spend four hours Four hours. And these are long, they're long. And they're like some of the, but she was selling 30 day, $7,500 packages just from her posts, Whoa. just from her posts. But mm-hmm. I wanted her to share. I'm not saying four. everybody has to do four hours, but I wanted the other clients to hear like, Hey, this is somebody who's an expert in messaging and she's spending three to four hours for certain posts. And you think you're supposed to write one in five minutes that attracts a paying client. So I'd love to hear, like, Mm -hmm. do you mind sharing, like, what's your process? Do you have a process when you create content? Do you just sit down and wave a magic wand and it just like flows out of you and people are hiring you? Or do you have to kind of get into the groove when you sit down to write content? You definitely have to be inspired. (laughs) And inspiration can come from so many sources. Definitely my clients are my biggest inspiration. And every single time I have conversations with them, like I can get, I can take out one single question they ask me or one shift of experience in that call and write a beautiful post about it. Oh, wow. That's cool. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's really about, and here's the other thing too. Not everyone loves to write long form posts. You can have as much impact creating a video, going live, creating a reel, creating a TikTok. Like you got to find your format. You got to find what truly gives you that energy and, and, and what makes you have fun with it. Because if you don't have fun creating your content, you're going to think it's a really, really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. So you got to find your format. You got to find your flow. You got to find how you're going to find your inspiration. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, some people love to batch create, create all their content in one sitting. Some people love to go day by day. You got to find what's best for you. Like everyone is different. And that's mm-hmm. why I love working with people so much is because we go through this whole process of trial and error and seeing what truly works for them or not. And I truly believe that my best piece of content, it took me maybe 30 minute tops to create because when I feel really inspired, it just pours out of me. Like it's, yeah. it's so easy. <laughs> I don't yeah, and I, like, I know that that it's a yeah. feeling. It's like you literally, yeah. it's like an athlete who's in the zone and they don't yeah. even hear the cheers in the crowd or yeah. hear any noises. It's like, yeah. it just sort of like hits you. You're in the zone and you're just, yeah. it's not like that all the time though. 
like that's not, not like I don't not. have that. I don't have that every day. I, do you have that every day? I don't like we're human. We're not robots, obviously. Yeah. But during those days where I don't feel like it, you know what I do? <laughs> I go back to my post that did really well. That got a lot of engagement. That started a lot of conversations. I take that post, I tweak it, edit it a little, and I repost it. Oh, that's so always smart. repurpose your content. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every single day and make it harder on yourself. I'm the queen of repurposing. If I record a podcast episode, I'm going to take that episode, make, put it on Instagram, put it on LinkedIn. Like I repurpose every single thing I do. <laughs> yeah, that's so smart. That's so smart. This is so good, Anna. What a... I've loved our conversation. This has just been so inspirational and just on point with where culture is really going and the culture of business and the culture of digital marketing. And, you know, I think to a degree, I mean, people are getting a lot smarter. They're getting savvier. They're more sophisticated. They're waking up. They're more conscious. And that doesn't mean that they don't want your stuff. It just means that they're, they're looking at maybe 10 other options and they're really biding their time to make their decisions. And also, you know, I think depending on the market, you know, we, we won't talk about this, but people are going to start making different decisions with where and how they're spending their money. I mean, look at what's going on in the world. So, you know, these Mm -hmm. types of skills that you help people with are just they're so important and they're not hard to develop. You just need a little, you just need some guidance from someone like you as an expert. So mm-hmm. how do, how do people get in touch with you? I, I think there's some free thing, free resources that you have that people can tap into as well. Tell us about that. Yeah. So obviously check out my podcast, the powerful female leaders podcast. I drop two new episodes every week. They're filled with value. You can definitely learn a lot from the podcast. You can also join my Facebook group, the powerful female coaches and leaders community. I go live in there every week. Um, I answer any questions you might have. You can also network with other amazing entrepreneurs. It's a really fun way to connect and grow. And you can also follow me on Instagram at anapatricia.coach. And I'm also uh, launching a new 30 day visibility challenge. So it goes really hand in hand with what we've been talking about, about content. So if you want to really, you know, stop the overthinking, the over planning and get the action steps for 30 days about what to post and give you that inspiration that you need, come join us. It's going to be a fun ride. <laughs> I love it. It all sounds amazing. We didn't even get to talk about visibility. Yeah. I was going to ask you some of that, but we're going to have to go. <laughs> we're going to have to go take your 30 day visibility challenge to uh, go get more visible. So Anna, this has been so phenomenal. You're amazing. I mean, you're just so smart and savvy and in tune. I love that. You're so in tune with people and their emotions and what people want to hear so that, you know, all of our listeners can really get their work out there and make an even bigger impact. So thank you so much for being with us today. Of course. I love it. Thank you so much again. And I, I look forward to having you on the, on my show too. I know. Yeah. I know. I can't wait. Great. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Anna. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, 
family and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.